Hello and welcome to the BNI Heartland Podcast. Uh, my name is Brandon Suba. I'm the Senior Area Director. And with me today, I have a very special treat for you all. I have Steve Mix, the Area Director in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Steve, how are you doing? Very good. Thank you, Brandon. Excellent. Well, it is a, a wonderful evening here in Sioux Falls. I'm up here doing some trainings and uh, took advantage of Steve's time. And what we wanted to do is kind of go back and talk about what he's done with his involvement with this chapter the last few years to help them with their growth. Because um, as far as I know, Steve, uh, well, we'll call Elite Referral Partners, was one of the first chapters in the Sioux Falls area to break the 50. And uh, did it in a very good time manner and uh, lots of positive growth. And it was awesome to see. And so wanted to get that story for a podcast so that we can just kind of share what happened. So, Steve, take us to the beginning when you walked in as a growth coordinator and saw what you had to work with. Well, thank you, Brandon. It is always good to start at the beginning. <laughs> so it was uh, October 2013. Uh, we were having our first leadership meeting. And we were sitting at uh, just around 20 members. And everyone um, that was at the leadership meeting looked tired, not very excited, like, here we go again, another year. Why is this year going to be different than any other year? And I saw the look in everyone's face, and I just said, hold on a second. Let's, let's stop and pause. I want everyone to go around the room and, and explain why you are in BNI. Why did you join BNI? What is it about BNI that makes you come back year after year? And uh, we proceeded to go around the room, and everyone got more and more fired up. Hmm. By the end of the meeting, we all had a, re a renewed purpose, a renewed vision. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm the growth coordinator this year. Let's try it for the next year where we do everything the way we're supposed to do. Let's make sure that we're, we have visitor hosts. Let's make sure we have a a mentor coordinator. Let's make sure that we have our reports done at the beginning of each meeting. Let's make sure that we do everything we're supposed to do and just try it. <laughs> so, so just try the normal system, right? What BNI has to offer for a leadership team and support roles. Correct. Okay. Correct. And then we took it a little bit further and we started looking at, um, this is a small business. This is a corporation. We have 20 people here. Well, 20 people is actually bigger than most small businesses in the Sioux Falls area. Hmm. And so we said, well, let's make someone the event coordinator. Let's make someone the, the closer, you know, uh, someone that sits down and talks with the, the visitors at the end of the meeting. And we, we really tried to key in on the strengths of our members mm -hmm. and identified who was really good at education, who was really good at public speaking, who was really good at uh, sitting down and answering people's questions, who built that uh, level of trust the fastest. And once we identified who this, who the strongest people were in their particular tasks, then we just started, um, using, letting everyone play in their own sandbox. Sure. And once they started feeling comfortable doing the things that they were doing, then it became fun. Uh, the next thing that we did is we started doing, I call them power teams. I think the correct term is contact spheres, but we started working on contact sphere meetings and uh, in that first meeting, uh, we looked at it and said, well, what are your goals? What's your visions? What do you want on a BNI? We kind of did that same breakdown. And then we, it was kind of nice because out of our uh, contact sphere meeting, we had the education coordinator, we had the growth coordinator, we had the event coordinator. We had all those people in our, 
in our uh, contact sphere group. Oh, they, they all clumped together in one. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of worked out that way. Um, but then we, we started saying, well, what about this? What about that? And then the education, everything started getting tied together. Hmm. So the, the president, the VP, the education, everyone was talking about the same thing every week. And then we did the uh, infamous bingo con- ah. contest, you know, of, of who can go out and, and get a one-to-one with everyone in their chapter. And that just sparred a whole bunch of energy because everyone was focused on going out and doing the one-to-ones. And doing the one-to-ones, then they figured out, well, who's in your contact sphere? Who's not here? Well, who should I invite? And it was fun because we got to a bingo pretty quick, but then um, I put the challenge out there. I said, if anyone can do a blackout, I'll pay them like 200 bucks out of my own pocket. Well, in order to get a blackout, you can't because we didn't have that many members. And so those spaces were you had to invite a guest or okay. have a visitor. So that prompted us to get visitors at the meeting. And we did have one person get a blackout, <laughs> and so I paid them 200 bucks. That's awesome. But I, that's a, a easy return on your investment because each person brought, you know, on average $25,000 to thank you for close business to the chapter so it Two hundred bucks for twenty five thousand—that's a good return, right? Right. So, the energy just started coming. We started doing the right things. We started doing the one to ones. We started doing the mentoring program. By the end of the first year, we were up to—I uh, think we grew by eleven. I think we we're at like thirty or thirty-one members. Okay. Son of a gun! If they didn't elect me president, <laughs> I, I remember this. I remember this. <laughs> and I'm like. Okay, I'll I'll do it. Sure, why not? Um, but I took the same approach. I said, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. I'm too busy. I'm running my own business. I'm trying to grow my own business. If I want, if we're going to grow the chapter, then I need to have the best people in the best seat doing the, what they're the best at. And so we were very purposeful of who we asked to be on the leadership and what seat they were going to be in, and what they wanted to do. B and I was awesome because they have those membership checklists and they have what you're supposed to do. And, and I just was, you know, help people accountable to do the things that they were supposed to be doing if they were going to be a leader. And then I got out of their way. I didn't play in their sandbox. I didn't micromanage them. I just said, well, that's your role. Go for it. Let's do it. Um, and, and in, in uh, 2014 to 15, we grew by, I think 25 members and we were up over 50, 51 members, I think, um, is where we were at. So that comes with some struggles yep. Yep. and some challenges because to this day, we've got people that have been in our chapter for almost a year. I have not done a one-to-one with. Right. And so it's, it's sad, but at the same time, it's exciting. Now it's really important and that's why the mentoring program is so, so important. We've got to have people going out and meeting with our newest members, teaching them, holding them by the hand, give them the education, give them that knowledge that you have and share it with them because otherwise they're not going to renew in a year. Right, right. When, when we see a lot of growth in a chapter, it is that year renewal to see if the growth is effective or not, it almost takes a year to see if it was going to work. And, uh, the mentoring program passports, uh, one-on-one mentoring, 
and, and even members, other members just kind of stepping up and saying, hey, I saw you fumbling with the slips. Can I help you with those? And, and I know your chapter does a very good job at, uh, at that camaraderie, yeah, at helping members when they need it. So, yeah, I remember we talked about it, about, you know, well, how do we do these one-to-ones? And it can be a challenge at time, but with your context here focus, it's good because more than likely they're doing the one-to-ones with at least the people in their context sphere. So building that relationship to help the referrals come in. And then you kind of expand out that as, as you grow a little bit more and uh, get to know the other members. So, yes. And that's really where the glue comes from to keep everyone together is those contact spheres. We've got four really good contact sphere groups now in our chapter. And that's where the true relationship building happens. That's where the, the, the glue is. Mm-hmm. And once they start working together and they figure out how they can be like um, really strong internally, that just pass, um, passes forward to the group meetings. And then our weekly meeting, you know, think about it, 50 people. You don't have a lot of time to, to, to ad lib. You have to follow that agenda. We cut our weekly presentation down to 30 seconds. We still do the 10 minute, but at the end of the meeting, um, when we do our thank you for closed business and, and referrals, we usually, usually say just one thing. Right. And what we've tried to do is we try to move that around a little bit. Maybe this week it's talk about one referral. Mm. Maybe next week it's talk about a testimony. Maybe the following week it's a, a good education piece that you did. And, and to kind of keep it moving a little bit um, because uh, an hour and a half goes by really fast when you have 50 people in the room. Sometimes it seems to go by fast when you have 30 people in the room. It just kind of depends if everybody's winded uh, when they're talking or even even a calm down open networking sometime can take a couple more minutes than the normal there. Well, what I found out, because being the local area director now, going around to the other, other chapters and you, you step back into a chapter that's at you know, 10, 15, 20, 25 members or 30 members. For me, it almost goes too slow now mm. because I want that rapid, that rapid pace. And, you know, sometimes those people get up and do their, their weekly presentation. And you're like, okay, just say your ass and sit down. You're talking too <laughs> long. You don't need to repeat yourself 10 times. So I think what ends up happening is you really get forced discipline on being very specific on your ask being very, very clear so that people really understand what you want. And I think that's actually a benefit, and that's a really a, a good takeaway to the rest of the members in, in, in any chapter listening to this is don't get up there and waste people's time. Get up there, be very specific at what your ask is, and ask for that home run ask. Yep. Don't ask for the $2 referral. Ask for the $200,000 referral. Ask for that one that is like, yeah. Because guarantee you, the people sitting around that room know those people that you want to be talking to. And a warm referral to the home run is a lot better than a bunt to a, you know, someone that's, eh, here's someone that might want to do business with right. you. Right. Well, that's awesome. And what I always say is, you know, if you think about the money that you invest in your BNI membership and you treat that the same way you treat your other marketing dollars, like a radio ad, you wouldn't prepare for your radio ad as you're walking into the station. You'd put it together well in advance. Well, I see the uh, weekly presentation the same way. You have, in your case, 30 seconds, most a minute. But to get up there and use fillers and all of that, get to the point, kind of focus on what you're looking for. And I like that. Ask for the home run referral, not for 
with a two dollar referral because you can get it. You can get it. So we're we're close to the end here, but one thing I want to ask. So you had all the visitors coming, you had great energy, you had all the leadership team kind of doing their thing. What was the key to having the visitors join? What piece helped the most? I think the piece that helped the most. That's a loaded question, but I'm gonna I'm gonna answer that. <laughs> I'm gonna answer that three ways. One, you have to make sure that people feel comfortable when they walk through the door. That first that first impression. If you've got a good visitor host that welcomes them, make sure that they know where everything is and they feel comfortable. You got someone that that uh, will walk them around and introduce them to some other people that right away. You you have you can't you, you can never do. You can't do two first impressions. You only have right. one chance at it. So that first impression with the visitor host has to be the best. You have to. Secondly, your president has to run a really good meeting, stay on task, follow the agenda, make sure you're prepared, and do and run a, a, a good meeting. And finally, at the end, you have to have a visitor host that will take the time to sit down with those visitors, have them have that application almost filled out at that deal and, and actually close them at that meeting, get, make sure that they don't leave. I mean, you don't want to do a hard sell, but you need to, you need to, you need to practice techniques of soft sell and hard sell and know the person across the table of which way you need to close this person. And maybe it's with the person that brought them. Maybe it's, you can just do it. But if you don't have someone that's comfortable asking them to write out a check for 700 bucks to do a two-year um, application right off the bat, then you have the wrong person asking, uh, sitting down with the visitors. Mm-hmm. So as a president, as leadership, as visitor host, make sure you have the right people in the right seat asking the right people the right questions. Otherwise, you're not going to get anyone to sign up. Um, I, even if it's not the closer, and I'm doing quotation with my, my hands here, it, it's just somebody that can take a visitor out, offer them the application, and give them the opportunity to lock out their competition. I would say 50% of the people that are filling out applications, their seats could be taken the following week, depending on what profession that you're looking for. So I think those three points are great. They're, they're very important. The meeting being ran, uh, first impressions, and then at the end, they're giving them the opportunity. So, well, Steve, thank you for your insight today. I know I've been really trying to get the story uh, on, on a podcast, so this was a great opportunity. And uh, as always, this podcast is for BNI members. If there's ever a topic that you'd like us to cover, you can email us at podcast at bniheartland.com, and we'll do our best to cover that in the future. Steve, once again, thank you for your time tonight. Thank you, Brandon. No problem. And we look forward to talking to you on a future podcast. Mm-hmm.